considering the fact that you weren't a great father. Welcome to the Daddy Dilemmas podcast, where we have a beer in our hand and we expound on the joys and the terrors of being dads. I am Don, one of the hosts of our show. I am the father of two boys, and uh, they are five, almost six, and 11. And I'm Chris, the other guy on the show, and my dilemma is two adopted girls. One is 11 and one is 13. We're, we're at that pre that preteen age. It's just a storm waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till, till all their monthly visitors sync up. <laughs> and I have to deal with three women. Oh, the joys. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, going to need it. So, hey, Don, how is, yep. you know, there's this thing that's called the coronavirus. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. Um, coronavirus? Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the beer. But um, for some reason, we're staying home a lot, and a lot of things are getting canceled. And one of my things that I cannot live without is sports. How about you? I have been missing sports uh, a little bit. It was I actually was missing it more at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic because I wanted to uh, catch some college hoops. And so we ended up canceling the March Madness and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't get to see any of that. Um, basketball, NBA, eh, eh. I don't, I don't know if I missed that. Same with NHL, eh. Well, the reason I asked and, and how this uh, correlates with being a dad is we had talked about taking our kids to go see Phoenix Rising, which is our soccer team here in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, yeah. And I just watched, um, I just watched the match. Um, is it last Saturday? I think I sent you a, a thing to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It was just uh, yeah, just a couple days ago or something. Yeah, yeah, and I and I was just thinking to myself, God, I really would want to take maybe not my young girl because she's super ADHD, and well, I guess you know she could run around there, right? There was a lot of stuff to do at the at the matches besides watch yeah. the match. Yeah, there's a lot of booths and things like that. But I'd like to take my older girl because I don't think she's ever been to a live sporting event before, and I was just you know thinking about God. Life's kind of sucks without being able to go see sports. It's definitely, I think, as Americans, it's definitely like our favorite pastime is uh, sports. And the other big thing I've, I've been missing is uh, going to the movie theater. Um, but yeah, I think all those things really kind of fall into the entertainment world. Um, sports especially. I mean, people love to buy their season tickets and go to the games. Um, we have... Um, football tickets for the college football season that's coming up here in like a month. And I am, I am not sure what is, <laughs> what is going on with that. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to refund us our tickets. I don't know if they're just going to let 10,000 people into the stadium or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Cause if, if, if they don't have uh, NFL football, I'm going to burn this mother down. <laughs> Because I need, I need my, even though the Cardinals rarely win, I'd really like to watch them play football. Yeah, yeah. As a matter um, of fact, I'm wearing my uh, my uh, L.A. Wildcats shirt today. 
Okay. Which is like, what was that? What's that league called? It's not the XFL. It's uh, that's that new crazy league. Anyway, they're not playing anyway. So, oh, <clears throat> but yeah, that I league, really that league that went bankrupt, right? No, that was that was that one's gone. But there was another league that started up. It's kind of like the minor leagues of NFL and LA Wildcats was a team. Phoenix didn't have a team. So I had to, you know, since I'm from LA, I had to root for the LA Wildcats. But it's going to be, it's going to be pretty bad if we can't take our kids to go, to go see a ball game and see a baseball game or a football game. I'm going to be pretty disappointed. It's going to be different. Uh, A lot of the experts I've seen interviews and stuff where they talk about, you know, what is sports going to look like going into this new normal? Um, by the way, if, if no one is playing that drinking game, the new normal, like you just turn on, you know, the news and just go at it with that game. The normal. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were talking about like sporting arenas and stuff like that. I mean, are we going to be standing in crowded lines waiting for our hot dogs? Um, you know, is there going to be like a concession guy walking up and down, handing out, you know, food and drinks and i don't know like it's it's going to be different with things moving forward i mean i hope it's not this thing where you know for the next year or two we're all wearing masks everywhere we go. yeah it's going to be very disappointing and like i said the mother's going to get burned down so <laughs> anyway uh moving on now now that i'm depressed i wanted to talk about um being engaged being an engaged, supporting, and loving father. And this is an article I came across, and it's it's an article of things uh, to do with your kids, things you should, should you know, do with your kids. Um, like beat them? How to, them how, to, how to be a good father. Smack them until they say, Daddy, I love you. Yes, that, that works on mine. I don't know about yours, but... We'll, we'll find out if that's on the list. <laughs> so I'm going to ask, I'm going to read these off and let's see if, uh, how many of these you, you do with your child. See if you're a good father. Oh my gosh. I mean, they were pretty nice to me during father's day. So <laughs> I think I'm winning the prize here. So the first one is spend time with your child. Ooh, how much, how much time, how much time are you talking about here? <laughs> so, uh, in our household, that means usually uh, we do a family movie almost every other night now since we can't go anywhere. So yes, I, the, the pandemic has definitely locked families in their homes. Yeah, so sure. I call that spending time with my child. Actually, I would, during- I would, I would agree with that. We, we, we kind of have a similar routine here at our house where uh, everyone's kind of doing their things during the day. And then in the evening, it's dinner and clean up and then kind of everyone pops on the couch and yeah, usually like a movie or a TV show. Yeah. So I feel like we spend a lot of time, which I, in a weird way, I almost think that's what we're going to miss when the pandemic is over. I think we're all going to have this nostalgia, like, oh, remember when we were all like locked in the house together? That was good times, right? So this that first one, you don't really have a choice at this point, right? No. You but, have to spend time with your child. But in a in a pre-pandemic world i mean if i think back to like a year ago like 2019 um i would spend time with my kids i mean i would you know uh you know run around with them on the weekends and take them to their sporting events and you know i would i would interact with them that's another thing we didn't talk about missing sports you know um 
missing your kids playing sports too and watching them play sports that's a big that's a big deal yeah that was something uh, my wife and i talked about a while ago um because i had this realization it was like a saturday morning and we were kind of sleeping in and i was like man like this is kind of nice sleeping in but it is weird because usually it's just like go 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 like we have to jump up on saturday mornings because there's like a soccer game to get to and then like some kid's birthday party to run to and kind of all that is like stop so nothing quieter but for sure like yeah my kids are not doing their sport activities anymore so the second one is discipline with love and positive parenting Hmm. um do i discipline with love um i feel like i'm fairly strict ish oh boy i can just see my wife listening to this now she's like rolling her eyes she's like no you're not you're not strict um i don't know i i think for for at least our house like my wife and i definitely balance each other out because i think she'll be hollering at them to you know do something and then i'll yell and it'll get done or vice versa i'll holler at them to do something and they're ignoring me and then she'll you know raise her voice and then they get it done um so i mean we we raise our voice but i would say if anything we usually just take things away but there's definitely that conversation i would say that's probably i think where that uh term is fitting in especially with my youngest uh son he's uh, almost six and he um you know he gets sent to time out every you know every once in a while but i always keep a very conscious uh time limit on how long he's kind of in his room by himself i always make a point to go in there and talk with him and give him a hug at the end of our conversation tell him that i love him um so i think that's kind of what they're talking about maybe yeah well, we do. Uh, it's funny because you know when you're in when you're in the foster parenting program, they give you all these tips and tricks on how to discipline the kids. Because a, not that we do this because we don't hit our kids, but you're not allowed to hit foster kids at all. So, yeah. you know, they say this is how you do it, and it's so funny because they give us all these tips on, you know, just stop for a minute, you know, realize what they're doing, and and you know, I don't know. Just all these, all these things, and we say, "Oh yeah, it's work." You know, say, "I'd love you too much to argue with you when your kid's arguing." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a good idea." And then the kid starts arguing, and I blow my top. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny that they give us all these things to do, all these uh, tips, and we don't follow any of them. There is something magic about uh children that you like live with whether they're adopted or you're you know they're your own biological children but like children that are with you like 24 7 you know like i said the ones that live with you they really know how to push your buttons because because as a as a teacher you know i go into the classroom and every year there's two or three kids that can like push my buttons and i mean they just have they're just fast learners they just kind of learn you know what my my weaknesses are um, kind of know what they can get a, away with in a way. Um, but it it is kind of like what you mentioned a minute ago. You as the adult are the one that really has to keep their cool. Um, and I think that as a parent, as an adult, I think that's the hardest part because you really do have kids. And again, I think of it sometimes in the classroom setting, uh, you know, when I have a room full of 30 kids. But uh, whether it's, you know, kids in a classroom or kids of your own, you really do have to kind of take a step back sometimes or walk away or 
whatever it is, because you definitely are not going to win a shouting match with a kid. Um, and then there are some kids that like, that's what they want. Like they're trying to get you aggravated. They're trying to have you kind of like lose it. Um, so yeah, for sure. Like if you're really like flipping your lid, then, then they're just like, yeah, I want it. I think that's our youngest daughter. She, I think she craves so much attention and she doesn't really care if it's good attention or bad attention. So she knows how to push my buttons and I, you know, I'm a pretty calm person normally, but boy, sometimes she could just get me riled up. (laughs) Right. And again, it's, it's that thing where, again, with the pandemic, you know, with everyone being stuck at home all the time, like there's no break where she goes off to school for a while and then you guys can talk again in the afternoon. Or, yep. you know, she's going off to like, you know, a friend's house or whatever. Like, she's just with you all the time where you're like, oh, my gosh. Okay. The next one is be your child's role model. Hmm. Are you your child's role model, Don? I I feel like I set a pretty good example. Um, I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm trying to sort of think. Um I'm always trying to be helpful and kind to like my wife. I'm always trying to maybe like sit down with a book whenever I have free time. Um, So I feel like I try and demonstrate some of that stuff. Uh, Kids, kids definitely do latch on to whatever you're into. Um, Whether it's like my favorite foods or my favorite TV shows, like that has become like my son's, like that's their favorites now too, where they're like, Oh yeah, this is my favorite show too. And in a way, I'm a little bit like, ah, dude, like, get your own life. Get your own but, show. Uh, I have to, like, remind <laughs> myself, like, no, no, like, they just love everything you're into. So, of course. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It must, you know, that that's the one thing I miss about not having boys is being able to, you know, I can be a role model towards my girls in certain ways. But if we had boys, I'm sure I could be a role model in a lot more different ways or other yeah. ways besides just the way I am now. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think there's, I think there's differences and I, I, I think you, you have some truth there. Um, you know, where obviously like the girls aren't going to want to grow up to be you, but at the same time, like you are still a role model because I think we talked about this in an earlier show. The girls are kind of watching you in a way sort of saying, you know, this is my dad. He's a good man. When it's my turn to go, you know, meet a husband or even like join friends. Like when I'm older, like he needs to be someone that's also like displaying these good characteristics and stuff. Yeah. So So the next one is earn the right to be heard. Earn the right to be heard. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little confused on that. Well, it says, it goes on to say, fathers should begin conversations with their children about important topics when they are very young so that, is, so that difficult subjects will be easier to handle as they get older. Take time for listening to your child's ideas and problems. Um, I definitely listen to my kids. Uh, definitely my older guy. Um, he definitely talks to me a lot about things. Um, not not necessarily like important crazy things, but just, you know, dad, here's what I did on the playground today, or dad, here's this like, you know, thing I'm working on. Um, and I always try and 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 I, I think sometimes I don't do a good enough job about this, but I try and give him that attention of, 
just listening to him and acknowledging what he's saying and, you know, following up with like, I don't know, questions and things like that, like details, like, oh, that's cool. Like, what are you going to do next? And like, oh, how does that make you feel? So I try and have like, like, I don't know, real conversations, maybe. It's hard with my girl. Well, the young one, because she, because of her ADHD, she talks a lot. And when she doesn't have anything to talk about, she just talks. I, I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do a bonus podcast one day and have her come on and just start talking. Uh, <laughs> because she can talk about anything and she makes stuff up and, and states it as fact. You know, she'll say like, Trees can reach down and grab you if you walk too close to them. <laughs> like, no, that doesn't really happen, dear. Oh, really? Somebody told me that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but I, I, I do. If, I, I was going to say, I, I wonder if that's what she needs. Maybe she needs a, a talking outlet. Maybe we can get her signed up for her own podcast. Yeah, maybe I should. It's a good point because she talks so much. We'll be eating dinner and she talks so much while we're eating that. All three of us will finish, and she'll be barely touched, uh, have touched her dinner because she's talking the whole time. We've we've had a, we've had a few dinners every every here and there, maybe like one or two dinners a week, where we have to kind of remind the boys on like sharing conversation, where one of them will start talking, and then the other one tries to kind of chime in, and we have to kind of tell the other one like, "Hey, hold on!" Like he's in the middle of a story, like let him finish his thought. Um, and then same thing, like kind of going back and forth, like just kind of almost like teaching them sort of that, that conversational flow of, you know, like let someone else have that conversation a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of funny because she'll just sit there and talk. She like Literally and just talk about <laughs> nothing. And I try to tell her, you know, this goes to the next point, which is be your child's teacher. And I try and teach her because I have a feeling that when she gets older, She's going to annoy people. She's going to be that person at the party that you start, you know, looks interesting and you start to talk to her and then you go, oh, 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 I see someone calling me over there. I, I'll be right back and walking mm -hmm. away from her because she just, she talks about nothing and she talks a lot about herself. If you bring up anything, you know, if you said, oh, gosh, I was walking today and I twisted my ankle. Oh, well, I twisted my ankle one time when I was a kid. I was four years old and I was walking down the street and I twisted my ankle and people came to see what I was doing. And, you know, it's just, she goes into this big, long story. And I said, I tell hmm. her, I say, you know, people don't like people who just talk about themselves all the time. And hmm. they don't like people who, who try to one up them because that's what she does. She's, you know, if you got a, you know, one kid got a B on her test then she has to tell the story about how she got an A on her test one time. Right. That kind of that. I, I don't even know if that's a real term, that one up thing. Um, but I, but I feel like everyone in the audience, I mean, I know what you're talking about where kids kind of have that, or even adults, like you said, I mean, there's that, those people that want to like always have one up on you. Um, I think they almost did. Was there a sketch on SNL some years ago where there was some <laughs> character you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think so, but I I could see that being on this uh, SNL. I want to say it was like Kristen Wiig or someone, but like no matter, like she was at this dinner party and someone would, you know, have this story like, oh yeah, like I just came back from like, you know, uh, Seattle last week. And she just like blurts in and she's like, I was in Seattle one time. Like, well, let me tell you what I did. Like I became the mayor of Seattle. Like, let me tell you what happened. And the whole, I'm going to have to find that on, on YouTube and show that to my daughter. 
and say, this is you. <laughs> yeah, and that's the kind of thing. It's funny because I always try and point out to, to, you know, to the whole family, actually, because people have this, people have this uh, habit of, you know, I'll say, oh, Don, look at this. I cut my finger. And you'll say, oh, well, you should have seen when I cut my finger. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't make my finger not hurt less because yours was worse, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like that. If you said, oh, I broke my foot. She was like, oh, one time I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't make the fact that I broke my foot hurt any less or, you know, make it any yeah. better. <laughs> Almost just like acknowledge it. I wonder yeah. if that's something you could bring up to not going into like too much detail about your daughter, but like, I mean, I feel like that's, um, at least from an educational point of view, I know that there's, um, uh, our speech teacher works on like some of those like social skills sometimes with kids. Um, so I'd be curious to see if that's maybe something that she's ever worked with, or maybe that's something that, um, could maybe come up over this next year for her. Well, before this, before all this, uh, COVID stuff, she did have social skills classes and I don't know what they taught her in there, but I'm assuming that those are the kind of things that they try and teach them. Oh yeah. There you go. Because unfortunately my, my daughters, they're both wonderful kids and, but they, uh, you know, when they were growing up, they didn't really have, especially the young one didn't really have someone to teach her these life skills, you know, Mm -hmm. she had parents that were, I don't want to go into it, but parents that were basically ignoring them, locking them, you know, leaving them alone a lot and um, no one to sit down when she was young, when she was in those years where you're supposed to learn the life skills, teaching them the life skills. So, you know, we're, we're at this point now and she's 11 and we're trying to teach her these life skills and it's, you know, it's a lot for her to try and take in at her age. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's, it's still going to benefit her going forward. Um, because again, going back to the, the point, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, at, even as a teacher, I mean, we say that all the time about parents, like parents are the number one teacher uh, for kids. Um, whether or not they feel like they are, um, they definitely are. Like they definitely, like parents definitely have the majority of interactions with the kids. I mean, they definitely have the biggest influence. So um I think, I think that's probably the biggest thing with parenting. I mean, you definitely have to teach your kids those, um, those life skills, you know? Um, <laughs> I know with my, my oldest kid, I give him a really hard time about, um, eating politely <laughs> at dinner. I mean, I'm laughing, but I, I, I am kind of like, it's a little too much, but I kind of joke with him about that. Like you need to be more polite as you're eating. Um, and he's always, always like, okay, dad. And I'm like, one day yeah, you're going to be out in the world and you're going to need to eat in front of other people and you know go over to like a girlfriend's house and eat dinner. And yeah, we, we, we do that a lot here too because my young one has really bad table manners. And, you know, we always say, boy, when you, you know, when you get older and you're going to go on a date with a boy and you eat like this, he's going to be running for his life. <laughs> you're going to be stuck with the check because he's going to leave you at the restaurant. So anyway, well, that's five. Well, I can do the next five in the next episode. Okay. Cool. How to be a good father. That was a good list. Uh, Let's see. Our next topic is, uh, this one's actually about learning at home. 
Um, and we actually probably should have done this uh, maybe a few months ago when the pandemic had first started and we had first recorded our um, um, podcast. But, but really, I mean, I kind of wanted to go into like a discussion about um, how do you kind of keep kids engaged at home? Because um, whether or not it's summertime or we're in a pandemic, um, I think most parents would agree at least I would hope most parents would agree that we can't just let our kids, um, you know, TV from, you know, dawn till dusk or, you know, video game from dawn till dusk. Wait, Um, wait, we're not supposed to do that. (laughs) We're not supposed to Chris. We're not supposed to. Um, But anyway, I just, I, I kind of wanted to go over maybe just like some, some ways that we can, you know, work on learning at home. Um, and again, I have a, you know, background as a, you know, teacher and everything like that. So I feel like that gives me a little bit of a, you know, I know a little more, but, um, I was a teacher one time. Yeah. I just had to do that to one up you. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, just, uh, I'll let you go on, but, um, it's funny that my girls were so used to just, cause we do give them. You know, I don't want to step on your on your topic here, but we give them workbooks to do. Oh yeah, yeah. The curriculum workbooks. Matter of fact, you bought them for me while you were at Sam's Club. And when was that? Was that back in March? Yeah. February. It was right at the beginning of like pandemic, wasn't it? Yes. So we give them five pages to do each day. Um, You know, there's one for each subject, but it got so bad that they were putting it off and putting it off that I had to actually. turn the internet off for the TVs so they couldn't watch TV. So now from nine to three, the TVs don't get internet and that's all we have is we're cut the cable. So all we have is streaming. So they basically can't watch any TV from nine to three. And not only did I do it for them, I have a TV in my office that's usually on in the background Mm -hmm. and I had to do it for my TV too. So I watch TV. I think, I mean, Again, I mean, I've, I've joked about this before. I mean, my house is kind of an Amish house, um, but I'm I'm all for that. I mean, we we really don't turn on the TV until uh, I'd say after dinner time. Um, but but really, uh, when when schools were first shut down, I felt like the the boys were staying fairly busy with either learning websites that I would direct them to or um, their teachers had things as well. Um, But now that we're in the summer, we've kind of changed our schedule a little bit. Um, And this is actually a suggestion from my, my oldest son where he, he got really frustrated one night at dinner, we were talking about like, you know, our work schedule, you know, throughout the day and learning and everything. And he was like, he's like, geez, like it's the summertime. Like, we're supposed to be relaxing and having fun. And <laughs> I mean, I felt like my, my wife and I both kind of looked at each other and were like, he has a good point. Like he brings up a good point. Um, and so what we did is, is I kind of wrote up, um, it's, it's kind of like a menu, um, but it's got different activities listed on there. So one of the activities is they're, they're in 30 minute chunks. So there's 30 minutes of exercise. There's 30 minutes of uh, coloring. We got this like color by numbers book. Um, They have uh, like some learning websites. They have reading. Um, I feel like I'm missing two or three things, but 
But basically, we kind of said you have to choose four things on here, um, and then you kind of get into your free time. Um, and it kind of gives the boys like a little kind of motivation each morning. They kind of wake up and get dressed and get, you know, cleaned up and eat breakfast, and then they can kind of start with their activities. Um, and I think I think it's been pretty good here in the last couple of months, and I and I could almost see it going into something um, into like future summers as well, because um, really when you look at it in the big picture, it's only two hours. Um, I'm asking them to do two hours of something academic, you know, something that's kind of good for their brains. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we, we just finished about a week of it, so it's still fairly new, but it kind of gives them some variety um, because my older son does like to play video games. Um, he plays on the computer with uh, his friends, um, but I, it's always kind of that carrot that, you know, I'm dangling in front of them where it's like, you know, just get your work done. It's, you know, it's like an hour or two, and then you can log in, play with your friends, kind of do your own thing. Um, I feel like it's it's decent amount, especially in the summer, especially without camps and everything going on, at least for now. I think that's I think that's been the hardest thing about this 2020 summer. So. Yeah, my girls, um, like I said, they have the workbook that they have to do. I'm trying to get my wife to let them have Fridays off since it is summer. Oh, yeah, but there you go. But it's not like, you know, it's not like if they weren't doing the workbooks because it's, it's too hot to go outside and, you know, play basketball or anything like that. So it's not like if they weren't doing the workbooks, they'd be outside playing or whatever. So if they're not doing the workbooks, they're usually on their, on their tablets or they're watching TV. So yeah, still TV is going to be off for those six hours. So I know at least they have six hours where they're not watching TV. I think, I, I think that's good. I mean, that's, that's what I always tell, even like the, the parents at my school and even the kids in my own classroom, like I always tell them that too about technology. I'm like, you know, I love technology. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. Like I can, I can spend a solid hour on YouTube, no problem. Um, but I just tell the kids, I'm like, you know, when you get on technology, whether it's YouTube or Snapchat or you know, whatever the kids are into, um, to me, it's, it's, it's equivalent to like eating a, eating a candy bar, you know, like it's okay to have like, a candy bar you just don't want to like make that your primary diet you know um and that's and that's kind of what i joke with you know about the kids even in my classroom I go, I go you know you can you can do some video games i'm not telling you to throw your xbox out the window um but just you know spend some time away from it every once in a while you know like open a book or just you know color a picture just do something else just take a break yeah my wife so, has them because they like to be on their tablets so my wife is gotten them some educational games and some puzzles like jigsaw puzzles that are on the iPad. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yeah, my younger son is into like a Tanagrams uh, app right now which is kind of like yeah, puzzles and stuff online. Yeah. Yeah, so they do some good stuff but they spend a lot of time wasted. It's, I mean they were on Minecraft today for 2 hours. <laughs> but at least Minecraft is kind of educational, right? Isn't it? I think we could have bit. a whole Minecraft topic in a in a future podcast because that is that is uh, my son's that is his jam right there. Yeah, Minecraft. my girls too. They love Minecraft and they just build things. And it, it's so funny because I'll walk by and she'll say, 
dad, 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 look at my house. Look at it. And she just wants to give me a three hour tour of her house that she built in Minecraft. Right. Cause it is creative. I mean, they are building things and creating things. So it's not a total, just, you know, it's not like they're shooting zombies or something. They're, mm-hmm. they're actually doing something, but yeah, I have to, a lot of times I'll have to say, Oh, that's great. You know? And after a minute I'll say, Oh, okay. Well, let me, show, let me show, let me show you this. Let me show you this. And I'm like, look, when I'm watching the Cardinals play, I say, come here, look at this, look at this awesome pass. And you have no interest in it. So, you know, this is how I feel about your, <laughs> some of your Minecraft stuff. Got a shoes on there, foot girl. But that, you know, just because it's, it, you're super interested in it doesn't mean that I am. Yeah. Which I feel bad because she is doing something creative, but. It is. It is something to do. And, and I, like I said, I, I think it's a, that, that would be a fun topic we could look at maybe in a future podcast. Yeah. If I stopped to look at everything she built, I'd be there for an hour while she shows it. Look, and then you go to this room, and then I got this room, and then you go to this room, and then I go outside, and I got this whole other house over here. <laughs> it's like it's like your worst nightmare with a real estate agent. I think that about does it for our show. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We had some other topics, but as usual, we ran out of time. So we'll save those for next week's exciting show. So don't miss next week's. Always true. Because Don's going to talk about his his uh dad bod yo man that's a real thing <laughs> well listen thank you for listening and if you like our podcast as usual just please subscribe be sure and tell your friends and especially if you have dads you know that might be interested i don't know um i don't know if you would call our podcast kind of an educational podcast sort of but Try to be yeah. entertaining as well. I don't we know. We try and be entertaining, but I think sometimes we do go down these rabbit holes of like knowledge and learning. So yeah, we'll try and be fun, more funny next time. Um, but you can, uh, you know, you can find us on a lot of places where awesome podcasts are found, like um, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So if you're looking for a place to listen. And you don't know how to subscribe because you're going to our site and just listening to there. Go to one of those places and you'll be able to subscribe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like Chris said, if you are a daddy with a dilemma, um, you'd like to comment about the show or give us some feedback or shoot us a message, you can do that at um, our main website, which is https uh, colon backslash backslash anchor.fm slash daddy dash dilemmas dash podcast or if you want you can just send us an old-fashioned email at dads at hogfish studios all right well that'll do it for today have a great daddy day bye guys